I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile. Hey, everybody. Today is really a good news episode, and I want to tell you about some beautiful stuff going on in the city of Philadelphia, which I love. You know, the city of Philadelphia was founded all the way back in 1682. Now, that's 337 years ago. And in 337 years, the city has never elected a woman as sheriff until last night. That's when Philadelphia not only elected a black woman as sheriff, but she's a grassroots activist. She's a leader in the NAACP. And she's ready to transform the entire Philadelphia sheriff's office from the inside out. Now, Philadelphia is not perfect. No city is. But today I'll tell you why I think no city in the nation is doing better at ending mass incarceration than Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. In the United States, we have nearly 8,000 jails and prisons. We have over a million police officers. We have 2,500 district attorneys, but they oversee tens of thousands of prosecutors. And all of that is to oversee the 11 million people who go in and out of America's jails and prisons every single year. On any given day, we have about 2.5 million people in jail and prison, which is more than any nation in the world. But we have over 11 million people incarcerated in this country per year. And no country is even close. No other country even crosses 2 million. In addition to the millions of people in jail and prison, we have at least 5 million people that are currently on probation and parole. Now, you'll hear me say this a lot, and it's because I need you to get it. Our systems of mass incarceration, they're not broken. They're firing on all cylinders. They're working just the way the people who designed and built them intended them to function. Because it took hundreds of years to build these systems. And in order for us to abolish them, in order for us to tear them down and put something much more redemptive in their place, we have many options. But one of the best ways for us to change the game is to take the systems over ourselves. And I don't just mean black folk. Because we have some horrible black district attorneys and police chiefs across the country. So you can be deceived by representative politics of somebody who looks like us but doesn't actually represent us. I'm saying we need people who share our philosophy and worldview. And if we can get racial and cultural representation, that's great. But if we have that and they don't represent our priorities... It really doesn't mean as much as it should. What do you stand for and what do you stand against? That's the real question. And right now, pound for pound, no city is abolishing the systems and structures of mass incarceration better than Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Which is strange to say, because if podcasts were a thing 40 years ago or 30 years ago, Even 20 years ago, 
I would be right here telling you that Philadelphia has perhaps the worst, the most racist, most punitive, most destructive justice system of any large city in the nation, maybe any large city in the world. But over the past few years, the whole game has changed in Philly. And last night, with the city electing Rochelle Bilal as the new sheriff of Philadelphia, the city continued to demonstrate for the rest of the nation how change actually happens. How do we make change? Let me play a quick clip from NBC 10 there in Philly from last night, all right? Here it goes. The breakdown. There is a new sheriff in town. There is. Rochelle Bilal just unseated incumbent Sheriff Jewel Williams. Williams' campaign took a real hit after he was accused of sexual harassment. The city eventually settled that case. And that was the sound of victory tonight in Germantown's Champagne Cafe. Bilal was literally jumping for joy, as you saw, after news of the win. She says she and her voters overcame the odds to pull off the victory. Some people said I was unelectable. Mm. What y'all didn't do is let the bullies bully you and not supporting something good versus something that just needed to go. Bilal will be unopposed in the November ballot, where she will be the first elected female sheriff in the city's history. We need Rochelle Bilal's all over the country. We need women just like her, whose values are rock solid, who won't compromise. We need women just like Rochelle to come in and change these systems from the inside out. See, Rochelle is a retired police officer but she was always woke. She was the head of the Black Police Union in Philadelphia, and she regularly fought against racism and brutality in the department. She's a civil rights leader. She's an organizer in Philly, and she has serious respect and love from the community. And the same is true of one of my favorite people in the world, Philadelphia's DA, Larry Krasner. Now, that last sentence might not have sounded radical or revolutionary to you, but I have loathed DAs my entire life. To this day, most of them are heartless villains. They are the gatekeepers of mass incarceration. So for me to tell you that one of my favorite people in the world is the district attorney of Philadelphia is not just growth for me, but it definitely signals that the system is changing. Because three years ago, when Larry Krasner, who wasn't even a prosecutor, but is a lifelong civil rights attorney. Larry literally represented Black Lives Matter in Philadelphia. Uh, three years ago, he decided to step up and run for office. And when he did, he changed all the rules because he ran on the message of radical reform. He ran on the promise of completely reinventing the system. He ran on the message of holding police and corrupt prosecutors accountable. And he hasn't disappointed. He has made sweeping changes, really, from the top down. He's fired the worst prosecutors. He did something wild that shocked people. He published a public list of corrupt cops in Philly and said he's not going to allow any of them te to testify there in the city court system. 
And these are all cops that the city refuses to fire. And he just made their names public and said, listen, you might not fire them, but any cases they're involved with, we're not taking them. And the man has literally single-handedly changed dozens of policies. And it hasn't been easy because the people who need mass incarceration, the people who need the power and the money and the control that it provides, they'll fight for it tooth and nail. But in two years in office, Larry Krasner has done more to abolish mass incarceration in one single city than any other person in any city in the same time. And we can do that in your city. We need to do that in your city. We can do that in your hometown, no matter how big or small. If it can be done in Philadelphia, listen to me. If what's happening in Philly right now can happen, it can be done anywhere. I truly believe that. I want to close today by playing a powerful and somewhat hilarious segment from the show Full Frontal with Samantha B. I'm friends with Samantha, and this clip of a segment they did on justice reform, not only interviewing Larry Krasner, but also interviewing many of the grassroots activists who helped elect him, it's a powerful segment. And if you get a chance, go to YouTube and type in Samantha B, that's B-E-E, Larry Krasner. All right, I'm going to play some of the clip for you. Just listen and learn, all right? It's a powerful clip. The, the, the breakdown. Welcome back to the show. Remember when we had hope that Congress would enact criminal justice reform? Also, remember when we had hope, end of sentence? Well, we've got another shot at it. In the midterms, voters have the opportunity to reform the criminal justice system themselves. It's like democracy IKEA. It's democracy you build yourself with a tiny little Allen wrench. Here's how one city did just that. Prosecutors. In their quest to safeguard the public, the DAs and police never fail to ask the tough questions. Just how far up your ass is your head? Take down the bad guys. Spit that lollipop out before I smack it out your mouth. And dispense swift justice to our nation's locker pods. But thanks to our overzealous prosecutors and their boner for conviction stats, we now live in the world's most incarcerated nation. Suck it, El Salvador. But there are signs of progress in an unlikely place, Philadelphia, a city so beat down, so balboaed, that the sweet taste of victory Super Bowl actually triggers rage. Go Eagles! Yes, somehow Philadelphia, the Cleveland of the Mid-Atlantic, elected a progressive DA, Larry Krasner, who not only made his name defending activists such as BLM, but he also sued uh, Philadelphia police officers and the department more than 75 times. Really? Yes, because of corruption, because of brutality, because of discrimination. Sounds promising, but... Let you know the last legal crusader I interviewed turned out to be a bit of a creep. Eric Schneiderman. So I'm just going to get you to sign this affidavit stating that you are not. And if you are one day found to be, I'm not in any way responsible for that. This may require some serious review. What's he so worried about? It's just boilerplate language protecting full frontal vis-a-vis fake-ass feminist dirtbag dickwads as it pertains to the precedent set in Schneiderman v. Human Decency. And if the undersigned turns out to be a creep, then the plaintiff, i.e. me, will turn said dirtbag nuts back into my own personal feedback. I swear to Jesus. Thank you. Why do you want to end mass incarceration? One in three black men experience jail in their lifetime in the United States. 
which is absurd. And it's a system that has been very good at picking on poor people. So we can try to be a little bit more even-handed. This sounds progressive. Well, chief prosecutors get to make decisions. And when you get to make the right decision, you can say, ta-da. And DA Krasner helped ta-da a major drop in the jail population by reducing the cash bail system and by refusing to prosecute marijuana possession and most sex work. And now... We are working on a list of tainted police officers. There are some whose fingerprints are all over false convictions and other illegal things. Do you think that some police and some former ADAs are rattled by you? Some are. I think they should be. Larry Krasner, Law Cobra. Law Cobra. Sink your fangs in. I like it. Do not disappoint me, Larry. Well, the usual narrative here is let's all look at the great leader like Eric Schneiderman, and then, lo and behold, it turns out that they've done something inappropriate. But, I mean, I am part of a movement. I can crumble into dust, and it'll be okay. So it's not about you. It's a movement. Why am I even talking to you? That's a good question. Larry, you have fulfilled your narrative purpose. Now you must go. Ta-da! Meet the movement, the Coalition for a Just DA. Badass activists who rallied around Larry and got him elected, like J. Jondi Harrell. I'm a former gangster, bank robber, now community leader. And Tucker Carlson dream booking. How did you get Larry elected? We talked to the people who were the most impacted. We would have meetings with street-based sex workers. And we had prisoners tell their families, this is the person who can change the system. If you want me to come home, vote for Larry Krasner. So there was a network within prisons to help get Larry Krasner elected. Yes. This is like the best episode of The Wire ever. <laughs> and now that their candidate is in office... We have a monthly meeting with District Attorney Krasner. You know, we look at ourselves as partners in the coalition. The community put him in, and we're the ones holding him responsible. So it's not just like high fives and everybody goes home. No. Yes. no. Absolutely not. It's like a fist bump. I holler at you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Just don't fist bump him too hard because you might break his glasses. <laughs> How does it feel to finally have a DA who wants to listen? We've never had a seat at the table. And here we do. We're actually helping to run the city. That never happens. No, it doesn't. But it's happening here in Philadelphia. Right, Philadelphia, where the former DA is currently in prison and the town's mascot is Crystal Meth Elmo. So if change can happen here, it can happen anywhere. And it literally is. Look at this crop of Democratic candidates running for district attorney. And they're not just running, they're winning. Yay! What advice would you give to other massively incarcerated cities? You know, be careful. Be surgical about it. Make sure that you're looking for the appropriate offenses, but let a lot of people out. You're asking the system to bend. Is there a chance that it might break? No. Oh. Listen, when I started, the opponents said that we would have a crime spike, but the city did not get lit on fire. We did not have a zombie invasion. Fire zombies. Fire zombies. Okay. Idea for movie. Fire zombies attack a city, and the only thing that can stop them is bail reform. Zach Efron plays you. I was thinking Clooney. Zach Efron plays you, but shirtless. I'm really thinking Clooney, but okay. I don't know if you want to see your Clooney shirtless. It's a shirtless movie. We couldn't afford Efron. Fire Zombies, coming soon to a courthouse near you. We'll be right back. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. And I hope you love today's show and that segment from Samantha B. Please be sure to check it out on YouTube as well. Now, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues 
And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're just not going to get there without you. Have you left a review yet? Because on Apple Podcasts, we now have over 7,000 five-star reviews, which is amazing, but we're aiming for 10,000. So we still want to hear from you. So please, pretty please, with sugar on top, leave your best review when you get some time, all right? Thank you, of course, to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star, whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. And you can do that now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have our podcast, but we have hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to Richard, one of our important editors at the North Star, of course, to Keisha, our editor-in-chief, to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.